It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Wrestling for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Now, happy Easter, everyone. As you can see, um, I'm dressed up because guess what? It was Easter Sunday. I was spending time with my family. I said, you know what? I still got to do this week's Wrestling for the Culture. You know what? feeling real good so i said keep on my easter outfit why not you know um but before we get started make sure you are following the wrestling realm on all your social media platforms make sure you're following us on twitter instagram at wrestling realm make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify you name it we're there and go to anchor where you can subscribe to the show you can Leave a voice message for the show, and most importantly, if you feel in the given mood, you can donate to the show. So, make sure you do that. Check us out. So, now it's time to get right into what is going on with the wrestlers of color this week. Ladies and gentlemen, he does it again. His name, Titus O'Neil. This time, he will be publishing a book coming out this summer titled... There's no such that what it says. There's no such bad. There's no such thing as a bad kid. So congratulations to Titus O'Neil. He is a true ambassador of being what you call a spokesperson, spokesman for children, for the youth. He's somebody that the people need. You know, he, we may look at him and say, oh, he's not the greatest wrestler in the world. You know what I say? He's somebody that's entertaining and he's relatable. So while you may see him as a larger-than-life persona on television, because he's entertaining, because he's a big guy, he feel, he's somebody that you feel that you could go meet him in a bar or meet him in a store and just have a conversation with him. And that's what a WWE superstar should be. Never comes off as somebody who's too big for his britches. I've um, had the pleasure of seeing him twice. Once at WrestleMania 28 that weekend. And this is while he was still in NXT. And another time was at, um, a couple, about a month or two later. Um, and he was still like coming up through the ranks. And... You know, I got a chance to meet him. He's such a good person. So, um, just always to see great things. And he follows me and follows the show. So, shout out to Titus O'Neil getting it done. He's definitely, I don't care what anybody say, Titus O'Neil will be a WWE Hall of Famer. Even if you say, you know what, what did he accomplish in the ring? You look at what he's accomplishing outside of the ring. And that's just as important. That's why he's been highlighted here multiple times. I mean, the guy sent children to go see Black Panther. Like, how great is that? You know, open up schools, give his kids money. He was less fortunate, and he's passing it on so that, like he said, there's no such thing as a bad kid. I'm going to support this book. I can't wait to read it. As a father of a child myself, I'm blessed where I can provide for my children and be there. Unfortunately, they're going to have some peers, and you know, that does not have the same thing, that doesn't have a father figure at home. So, not going to get too much in, but I will leave this note. I read something, and shout out to my brother Carlos. He said, gentlemen, as you send your daughters off to prom, instead of then having that whole shotgun speech because you want your daughter protected, just talk nicely, treat them, teach them how they should be uh, 
treating your daughter. Tell them what you lay out the expectations, but do it in a respectful way because you could be the only father figure that that guy meets that night or sees that night. And that stuck with me. And this is the type of stuff that I think about when I hear of a Titus O'Neil. So let's move on. The Rock, ladies and gentlemen, name one of the hundred most influential people named on that list. So congratulations to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. More of him coming up later in today's show. But, I mean, The Rock just continues to do it inside and outside um, of Hollywood, whether it's on the screen or off the screen, you know. He had his time in the ring, and he was one of the most phenomenal, one of the most prolific, the most electrifying man ever in sports entertainment history. Yes, I said it. And for him to be able to continue to do this and do things, it all comes back to who was he before? The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There's nonetheless, he continues to shine a great light in the world of professional wrestling, whether he's in the ring or not. Shout out to Brett the Hitman Hart who says, while Hogan was making B-rated movies back in the day, and Brett, you know, we all know Brett and Hogan don't like each other. Brett was basically saying Hogan possibly ruined the transition from a wrestler to the big screen. Said The Rock came through and shattered all of that. So, shout out to The Rock. So, let's move on. WWE this week, we saw the Usos pick up a victory. As you know, they are on Monday Night Raw. So, congratulations to them picking up a victory over Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. So, I'm definitely interested to see the Usos making an impact on Monday Night Raw and looking for them to grab the Raw Tag Team titles soon or later. Let's go to SmackDown. Ember Moon moving on over to SmackDown Live, and she did it with a success the first night as she teamed with Asuka, Bailey, Kyrie Sane, and uh, as they defeated Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and the Iconics. So congratulations to Ember Moon. One of the things she did also, she came out there and let Becky Lynch know exactly who she was and let her know, look, I'm coming for the title. This is going to be fun. I know Becky Lynch is scheduled to get in the ring and have a face-to-face with Charlotte coming up this week on SmackDown Live. I want to see where that goes. But we also saw the jabs being traded on social media. So I believe Ember Moon and Becky Lynch could be a great feud on SmackDown. And then let's talk about the big dog, Roman Reigns, who, in his farewell match on Monday Night Raw, teamed with AJ Styles and Seth Rollins as they defeated Bobby Lashley, Baron, um, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. So, uh, you know, Roman, He, for those who do not know, he was moved to SmackDown Live where Vince McMahon said that he was he had signed the biggest, made the biggest acquisition for SmackDown in history. And everybody either thought it was going to be Roman or Brock. Instead, it was Elias. But Roman's music hit. Roman came out there. I talked about this on the most recent episode of Break It Down with Brian H. So I'm not going to get into deep with that. But like I said, this was a great move. And then as I was uh, preparing the show, I watched the Shield's final chapter as Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose defeated the team of, guess who? Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin. Andrew McIntyre. So, The Shield No More, uh, shout out to Carlos again in the Wrestling Room group page, says that it's time to get Roman new music. So, we'll see what happens there. And then, The New Day, folks. 
Um, as you know, Biggie is hurt, as we discussed last week on Wrestling for the Culture. But no, have no fear. Kevin Owens is here as Kevin Owens team with the New Day as they were victorious this past Tuesday on SmackDown, defeating Cesaro, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So, congratulations to the New Day. Also, before we get into the independence, I got to make a special shout out to one Shane Strickland officially signing with the WWE uh, getting his deal with NXT. Shane Strickland will be on NXT coming soon. So we've, you know, former MLW champion, CZW champion. Uh, so many accomplishments on the independent circuit for Shane Strickland. And he's now finally WWE bound. So congratulations to him. Let's move on over to the indies. And of course, we're going to start with the one and only Miss Aja Pereira as she retained her girls fight women's title this past week. And then the syndicate getting it done in a six man tag match at the main event of PWX. So syndicate's the dangerous team and like and as they said on their Facebook have the advantage heading into war games on May 12th. And then Black Wall Street getting it done, winning more tag team gold as, you know, the former MCW tag team champions. And now they are the new 1CW tag team champions. So congratulations to Chuck Lennox and Drolix. And then another congrats goes to Lance Anawaii winning the Super 8 uh, tournament. At ECWA defeating Brian Pillman Jr. in the final. So congratulations to Lance. And last but certainly not least, the lovely Miss KC Lennox becoming the new PPW Diamonds Division Champion. So congratulations to KC Lennox. Oh, last but not least, oh how did I almost I didn't get the graphic in here, but I'll go ahead and say it as I got it right here on my screen. And that is Saeed Al-Sabaha defeating Darius Lockhart to become the new PWX ITV champion. I just saw that before I produced this show. So congratulations to him. Ladies and gentlemen, always a reminder. If you have accomplishments, wins, or close wins, you know, you can even send me your losses. I'll give a shout out. I usually highlight the wins because I'm usually grabbing stuff. And so I'm like, look, let me make sure I announce the wins. But, you know, if you want to say, look, man, you know, I lost this match, but I performed or I had my first match here, go ahead, send it in to me at Wrestling Realm at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms. Now, the Black Wrestling Alliance presents. New gold, black gold, and we're going to start with the one and only California wrestler, J.U. Diz. He is the new SoCal Pro Heavyweight Champion. So congratulations to J.U. for Ju Diz. And then one of my good buddies, Marty Bell, becoming the new World Class Revolution Diamond Division Champion. So congratulations to Marty. Um, always glad to see her succeed. One of my favorites. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I was uh, on Twitter this week and I saw that a 
couple people have been putting together. I think it started with Mark Henry um, on this week's. I think it was on Busted Open Radio. Mm-hmm. I saw that there was a list, a top ten list for African American superstars. So. This being the show, Wrestling for the Culture, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write my list. But here's the difference. I'm not going to come out with my list of all all over the years because obviously that people are going to say, well, what about this person? What about that person? Do you even see this person's work? You know, if I said somebody like Thunderbolt Patterson, the big cat Ernie Ladd, even JYD to an extent, people would say, well, did you even watch him wrestle live? Do you even know what it was like? So I said, you know what? I'm going to do my top 10 during my peak wrestling time. What is my peak wrestling time? My peak wrestling time is when I was able to really watch it and really understand what was going on. So sure, WrestleMania 3 may have been the first WrestleMania I watched because my mother had the tape, the VHS, and I remember me and my sister had put it in upside down so the tape got jammed. But nonetheless, I didn't understand nothing that was going on when it was on. I didn't understand the business. I wasn't even in full kayfabe mode. Like, I just watched Hulk Hogan. So, I said, I will put together the list of the top 10 superstars, top 10 African-American superstars that I see. So, without further ado, let's get started. Number 10, Bobby Lashley. Here's a guy who was an Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. A United States champion, an ECW champion, came in, had a, a good look to him, was in a prominent spot at WrestleMania 23 when he was with Donald Trump as babyface Donald Trump, believe it or not. And they took on, well, you know, he took on Umaga, who had Vince McMahon in his corner, and the winner, the loser, would lose their hair. So it was Donald, Donald Trump's hair versus Vince McMahon's hair. Loser loses the hair. So this was a huge match. This is a big deal for Bobby Lashley. Yes, he's come back to the WWE. He's won the Intercontinental Championship. There are rumors that he's going to take a break. But nonetheless, he's a big deal. He's in my top 10, coming in at number 10. Number 9, Naomi. Did you think I was just going to have men on here? Sure, I could have did a top 10 men list. But that would disrespect the women. Naomi, the very first African-American superstar to win a championship at WrestleMania. That's a big deal. Women's champion, two-time women's champion. You know, she's a part of this revolution just as much. We saw how not only did she transcend that, but let's also look at the fact that she was on Total Divas as well as the main show, as well as, you know, she was on Total Divas. She was on um, WWE Raw, SmackDown. So she was on that reality base, but also that athletic ability at wrestling. Naomi is somebody who gets your attention, and she's fun to watch. She is coming in at number nine. Coming in at number eight, the Hall of Famer, Devon Dudley. One half of the most decorated tag team in the history of the WWE. Maybe the history of tag team wrestling. You know? You can't tell the history of tag team wrestling without Devon Dudley. That right there puts him on my list. Number six. What is it? Not ten, not eight. Seven. Jacqueline. You know, Jacqueline opened a lot of doors. First African-American 
WWE Women's Champion. Wait, no, nah, I think maybe it's sensational. Sherry. Um, nonetheless, Jacqueline was a big deal. A very had a very prominent role in the Attitude Era. Yes, we all love Sable, but how was Sable gonna get over without Jacqueline? You know, and not only was she a WWE Women's Champion, she was also a Cruiserweight Champion, Hall of Famer. You know, so she paved the way for a lot of these girls. You know, she helped get Trish Stratus over. People forget about that. Coming in at number six, Sasha Banks. Yes. Now, people may have their issues with Sasha Banks, but there's no denying that in the heart of the women's evolution, you have Sasha Banks, who's a very, who's getting it done. You know, four-time Raw Women's Champion. The first ever, the first of the modern-day era women's tag team champions. She was in the first women's Hell in a Cell match, the first women's Money in the Bank match, first women's Elimination Chamber match. So, yes, Sasha Banks, on this, I think she was in the Money in the Bank match. I might be wrong because I think that might have been, yeah, I don't think she was in that one. But nonetheless, oh, definitely the Iron Man match. And then, I mean, come on now, she's put on great matches. You can't tell the history of women's wrestling without talking about Sasha Banks. And you definitely can't tell the history of African-American women without Sasha Banks. And then, coming in at number five, Jay Lethal. I mean, this guy has gotten a lot done without even going into the WWE. Madison Square Garden, Ring of Honor champion for over 600 days. Then, Ring of Honor tag champion. Well, um, yeah, Ring of Honor um, TV champion. I'm sorry. So, yes, you got to talk about Jay Lethal when you put him up there. I agree. Mark Henry says, you know, his name should be up there. You, you got to. That's why he's a top five guy for me. Coming in at number four, Ron Simmons. I mean, say no more. Now, people may have him higher, but what I look at is Ron paved the way. Ron opened the door. The first African-American world champion recognized. For a major world championship. Yes, Bobo Brazil was a NWA world champion, but they said it was next. But you have Ron Simmons, you know, right here in Baltimore, Maryland, winning the title, defeating Vader. You know, he set the precedent. And like everybody says, everybody should thank Ron Simmons. And then we can't ignore what he did as Farouk. The APA was over. That was a... Um, that was a one of the best tag teams of the Attitude Era. You cannot tell the history of the Attitude Era without the APA. Let's be real. Because they, I mean, they were Attitude. You know, anything goes. Coming in. And where am I? Number, uh, this is number four. Kofi Kingston. Yes, Kofi moved up on the list just these past, this past two months. But he got the job done. Winning the WWE Championship in the match of the night on the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 35. And then he's a Grand Slam champion, Intercontinental champion, United States champion, tag team champion, WWE champion. Yes, Kofi Kingston, folks. He's a big deal. Coming in at number three, Mark Henry. Mark Henry 
had one of the longest contracts for, I believe, maybe the longest contract for an African American superstar, um, a w, longest WWE contract. But not only that, Mark Henry also set the precedent. And for him, the icing on the cake was winning the world championship in 2011. Yes, former European champion. Tagged, I think he was a tag team Intercontinental champion, but I do know he was an ECW champion. So, shout out Mark Henry. Definitely top three. Number two, of course, it's the five-time, five-time WCW champion. Six-time, if you want to say you want to include the World Heavyweight Championship in that rank. It's Booker T. You know, people, we all know who number one is, but people always say, Booker T's the standard. If you if you want to be if you let's say fully you know hundred percent African American, which we don't know, but Booker T's the standard. You know he's also Intercontinental Champion, United States Champion, Tag Team Champion. Um, it would have been nice to see him get that WWE Championship reign. Unfortunately, we didn't. But Booker T, man. Definitely number two. And number one, without a shadow of a doubt, unanimously, anybody who has a list will make this guy number one because you can make an argument that he's the greatest sports entertainer in the history of the business. You could make an argument for him to be number one, and that is The Rock. Yes, you had Austin. You had Hogan. You had Triple H, John Cena. Now I wouldn't put Triple H in that tier, but Shawn Michaels. But then you had The Rock. The Rock transcended the business. Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, WWE Champion. I, you know, I lost count how many times he's won the title. Unfortunately, he never got it done at WrestleMania. Kofi Kingston did though. But you know, you people like they sometimes like to count. Sometimes you know, I'm always gonna claim The Rock as a black man. Because why his dad was black. The Rock embraces his black heritage. People don't, maybe not the way people think he should, but he does. Didn't President Obama? You know, so The Rock's number one, folks. Um, but these are my top 10. Feel free to let me know yours. I'm definitely interested. Let me know who's your top 10 black or African American WWE superstars. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Wrestling for the Culture. Make sure you tune in each and every week. Make sure you tune in to Break It Down with Brian H. I got a big week coming up. Um, it's going to be all over the place. I'm definitely hoping to get a show in next week as I got to do some things. Next week is going to be busy. But, folks, feel free to send in your results. Like I said, Brian H. Waters on Twitter. Find me on Facebook, same thing. Until the next time, folks, so long, everybody. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Wrestling for the Culture. If you like what you see, go ahead and hit subscribe down below, and make sure you check out other content brought to you by myself and the real Dwayne Allen.